Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Shadow Speaks. I am your host, Linda. Okay, so every episode was leading to this episode, which is the most important aspect of your inner work and spiritual healing. In order to navigate even the toughest terrain, you must recognize, integrate, and accept the shadow self so that you may develop an honest relationship with yourself. So sit back and relax and be sure to listen to the end for a great exercise to help you acknowledge the relationship you currently have with yourself so that you may begin to consciously cultivate it and bring your true self forth into the world. A relationship is simply the connection that bonds two beings, people, or groups together. We also have an inner and outer relationship where the shadow weaves in and out that hinders on a give and take of power throughout our lives. We develop many relationships that help to define us over the years. The first being with our mother, our father, our family, or whoever that body of people are when we first show up in the world. As we grow, our relationship experiences do as well. We develop relationships with friends, classmates, teachers, and our circle of relationships expand. We eventually come to a place where we develop intimate relationships. Relationships with co-workers, bosses, superiors, and the world. The network of relationships can grow so big that it becomes an intricate web of what can sometimes feel like epic proportions. Many times, as life gets more complicated, so do all our relationships, including the relationship we have with ourself. It can be difficult to manage such a wide array of relationships and keep them all in good standing, transparent, and positive and or productive for all those involved. So when do relationships become toxic, dysfunctional, or simply draining? And why don't we notice? How do we lose sight of a relationship becoming bitter and only notice its negative charge after it begins to cause damage? It all traces back to the relationship we have with ourselves. Ironically, the relationship we have with ourselves is seldom cultivated or cherished. 
which is why the shadow aspect goes unnoticed. It is simply expected to sustain its vitality by chance or fate. Yet it is clear that every other relationship we have needs to be nurtured. If we didn't make any effort to cultivate and develop a relationship with another, it is unlikely that it would be a positive, healthy relationship or it would cease to exist. Every relationship you have is simply a reflection of the relationship you have with yourself. That the shadow puts forth so that you may see it. For example, if you have self-doubt, a relationship will develop around you that will highlight your self-doubt, challenging you, influencing you, annoying you, in the very areas of your life where self-doubt lies. Believe it or not, it is for your benefit that this happens. It is too difficult to see it yourself. This process is to give you a chance to face these challenges and dissolve self-doubt. How long it takes you or how difficult it becomes is up to you. The only way to dissolve self-doubt is to face it head-on, just like any other challenge. One doesn't face their fear of heights by remaining on low ground. Self-doubt needs to be in your line of fire in order to be addressed. If it is ignored, it will find a place in you where it can hide, usually hiding a piece of you with it in the process. Only strengthening the shadow. Or, if you feel a great need for love in your life and look outside of yourself for it, you may attract relationships in your life that are loveless in order to get you to notice the lack of love you have for or show yourself. Giving you an opportunity to express self-love. We all know those people who think they are the greatest and seem to find relationships with people who show them so much love. Why is that? The relationships you have with others is simply an extension of the relationship you have with yourself. This is actually the positive aspect of the shadow. As a matter of fact, you can't even extend to another what you cannot express to yourself, at least not authentically. All is learned in the self and then shared with another. And you illustrate every day how others should treat you just by the way you treat yourself. It is not the other way around. If you are loving to yourself, others are more likely to be loving to you. If you are kind and considerate to yourself, others are more likely to be kind and considerate towards you. If you question yourself, others may question you as well, and on and on. 
This can be tricky, though, because most people are not even aware of how they treat themselves and believe that because they are good to other people, that they are good to themselves. And they'll say things like, I'm a good person, I'm kind, I'm considerate to everyone, I'm loyal and I'm loving, believing that that means that they are kind, considerate, loyal, and loving to themselves. Yet they may really treat themselves with very little respect and care for themselves even less. Awareness is key. So when and how do we nurture ourselves? Well, the best place to start is to establish an honest relationship with yourself. I know it sounds easy and too simple, but it is not easy, and simplicity is key. Start by noticing when you lie to yourself with little things, like when a partner or friend changes plans and you say you don't mind when you really do. Acknowledge the moment in between when you have that inner pang of disappointment just before you ride right over it and say, okay, no problem. The phrase white lies implies that you misstated your truth, maybe because you didn't want to hurt the other person's feelings, when in fact, You use white lies to protect yourself from the discomfort of being honest. The problem is that with every lie we tell another, we must tell ourselves a version of the lie to support it, to sit with it. And that is how living with lies becomes comfortable. For example, If you see a text come in and you don't feel like answering it right away, you may casually tell the sender that you were at work and didn't see the text. Although it may seem like a very small white lie, you will start to convince yourself that it is true. Watch, pay attention to the next time you do it, and you will do it. You may say something to yourself like, well, I don't usually check my phone until I leave work anyway making the internal argument for your fib. But you did see the text and chose not to answer it. Be honest, at least with yourself. It is critical not to give lies a hiding place. The casual internal comment eases the sting from admitting that you outright lied about it. It's just a text, it's not a big deal, is another way of easing the pain of a conscious lie. The lies we tell ourselves are subtle and we don't feel like there is anyone watching us, so it easily goes unnoticed. But the truth is, someone is watching and it is you. And it is important to note, the little lies become fertile ground for the bigger lies to flourish and grow. 
The most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship you have with yourself. And the shadow will help you see it. When you master that relationship, you will improve the quality of all the other relationships in your life. And when a relationship is toxic, you will not hesitate to allow it to fall away because it will require you to negotiate your truth to yourself, which is something you will be unwilling to do. So the best way to cultivate meaningful, honest relationships that support who you are is to develop a meaningful, honest relationship with yourself. Here is a simple exercise that will help you to identify the little lies that are governing the deception in your life and help you to get to know yourself a little bit better. And embrace your shadow, all of who you are. I mean, how can you truly love yourself if you don't even know yourself? Keep a journal of the lies you catch yourself telling yourself for one week. Just one week. No matter how big or small the lie seems. And you can include thoughts that you may have that are lies as well. But record every lie without judgment. Judgment encourages lies to hide. So try to be as neutral as you can, almost as if you're writing about somebody else. You will be amazed at how much you lie to yourself and the freedom that awaits you when you choose to be honest with yourself. You will actually feel a heavy burden being lifted off of you. It takes a lot of energy to lie. But before you write anything, make a commitment, a sincere commitment from your heart to be honest with yourself at all times and affirm it daily. And don't go throw yourself into an internal battle. If you still want to, say, for example, say that you didn't see a text when you did, go ahead, but acknowledge to yourself that it is a lie. This will actually help you to catch the discomfort you feel inside when you lie to yourself which is actually an indicator to something that needs healing. When you are honest with yourself, you will gain the courage to be honest with others. You will begin to notice honesty taking root in your life, becoming stronger. And in turn, others will not fear being honest with you. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I look forward to our next discussion. Many blessings to all.